Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. But here's what I'm going to preach on tonight. More in 24. I can't shake this thing off. More in 24. And I think these are just a few things that the Lord revealed to me today as I sat and and I just, I just meditated on the Word of God. Right. Psalm 115 is where I'm at tonight. Psalm 115. And uh, I'm going to read down through uh, uh, verse 14. I think where I'm going to go to. An anonymous psalm here. They, my Bible doesn't title this. And I, I read after several guys today. No one really knows who wrote this, but we know who it fits. Psalm 115, 116 is my favorite out of the psalm. That's my favorite. I love that, I love that psalm. I, I was going somewhere to preach one time, Dusty is a little boy, and he said, he said, Dad, tell me you're not going to preach Psalm 116 today. And I said, as a matter of fact, that's what I'm preaching. He said, my, I've heard that 10 or 12 times. It's still good. You can't wear it out. <laughs> yeah. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. That shows where it belongs, doesn't it? For thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? We shouldn't give them opportunity to say that or to be blatantly obvious that we trust our God. But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. <clears throat> Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. One commentator said that means they're stupid. So is everyone that trusteth in them. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Now, I've got something on that that touched me today. I pray that it'll touch you. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Do you see everyone included there? Do you see it starts with Israel? Salvation is of the Jew. And then he mentions Aaron in particular. You know, listen, you know who Aaron was, don't you? The high priest. You know what we are, don't you? A royal priesthood. Praise God, you ought to say amen right there. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He not only will, he has. He has. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. There we are again. 
He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. Notice you'll always have those. That's, it's just the makeup. It's the way it is in life. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Father, I love you. Thank you for the night, the time, for the sweet songs. Bless my soul, Lord. Thank you for the names that was called in the prayer line. God, we called out these names to you. Thank you for inclining your ear unto us. I beg you, God, to fill my mouth and guard my tongue. Help me preach tonight. Glorify yourself through this, Lord. Just get us out of the way. Make this message, God, to touch the hearts of your people. Let us, God, feel your presence and your power. Glorify yourself through us, Lord. Help us now to do what we're going to do for your glory and honor and no other reason. If there's lost one, save them tonight. Touch this for your sake. I ask it into my king's name, Jesus. Amen and amen. I want to try to preach on that just a little bit here. More in 94, an anonymous psalm. We don't know who this is to but, or, or, or who wrote the psalm, but we know who it's to. It's to Israel. It's to uh, the house of Aaron, the lineage of Aaron. It's to us. Now watch this. Keeping this in mind, he said he's going to increase you. He will increase you. Now I'm not name it and claim it preaching tonight. I'm not talking about uh, to give a dollar and get a hundred. I'm not talking about that. Uh, uh, that's out. But I'm going to talk about the thing that increase. What we need more in 24. Listen, increase. We have two increases. If we go all the way back to where it started, when he blessed Israel, we're going to get back to Abraham, father, and it began with Abram. And so we go back to Abraham, and here's what he done. First, he spoke to him about a natural blessing. Now, the, the Jew is, is all about the natural blessing. That's how, they, that's how they measure, that's how they keep score as to where you stand with God is how much you've been blessed, just how it is. We have that, but in Genesis uh, 13 and 6, 16, thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. He told him that. He said, you look, you look northward, you look southward, you look to the east and to the west, and I'm going to bless you. Everything you see, the land you see, I gave it to you. I give it to you. Don't tell me it belongs to the Palestinians. God gave it to Abraham back in Genesis 13. Somebody said, well, a few hundred years ago. I said, how about a few thousand years ago? God said, it's yours. Take it up with him. And he'll bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. That's why they're living in sand dunes and rocks. So we see first the natural. Well, that's how they recognize the blessing. But you'll go, it doesn't stay there. And that's what I'm talking about, what we need this year. When we go to Genesis 15, here's what you're going to find. We're going to find the spiritual blessing. He said, look now toward the heaven. And thy seed, number the stars. Thy seed's going to be like the stars. So first he had him looking down looking around, but then he said, here's how I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Look toward the heavens and the number of stars. That's how your seed's going to be. Well, when you get to Leviticus or when you come to the tribe of Levi, 
Here's what he said. You can number all the tribes except Levi. You can't number Levi. You'll find that in Numbers 1 and 49. Shall not number them of the Levitical tribe. Why? We know because that's a number that no man can number. We find that in Revelation. Who would that be? Praise God. That's the redeemed, the born again. He said you can number all of them of Israel except these were included in that number. So he couldn't number. He couldn't have counted them. 25 times he'd have never had the full number. Only God's got that number. So we see, what is that? Was that going to be a natural seed, Jimmy? No. On the contrary, it's going to be a spiritual seed. That's what we are. You've heard me say this over and over. We are not, now I wish this had, was an original thought, but it's not. I heard someone else say it years ago. We are not fleshly beings having spiritual experiences. We are spiritual beings having a fleshly experience. And this experience doesn't last very long. Pretty soon, pretty soon, we'll pull up the tent stakes, fold the old tent, put this thing and praise God. But we have a house, praise God, eternal in the heavens, not made with hands. I'm glad for that tonight. I'm kicking this around today. And I said, Lord, I'm understanding it. Seeing that it's the spiritual thing. And if you're going to increase us more and more, how are you going to do that? Well, I believe, I believe. Now, he gives us, Gabe sang the song, thank you for the clothes I wear, the roof over my head, the food I eat. I want to thank you, Lord. Listen, bless the name of God. I'm glad for the blessings of the Lord. I'm not, hey, I've been young, now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Hey, do you think God's going to take care of you? Absolutely. There's not a doubt in my mind. If he took care of me, he'll take care of you. He's no respecter of persons. So we have him here. And it, but it's not just the natural. It's more for the spiritual. I know some people that, was, that were in poverty and some of the most spiritual people I ever knew, they didn't have nothing. But they didn't care. So Ed Ballou was over it. I'm glad I got to meet him, but I didn't know him personally. I wished I had known him. But I got to meet him. And I heard him tell this story, and you that's heard him preach, you've heard him tell a story. And Ed said, Ed said, he was in Florida preaching and said, the pastor said, hey, there's an old widow woman lives out here at the edge of the swamp. She's wanting to, or she's wanting to meet us, wanting us to come out there and have lunch with her. And he said, well, would you go? He said, of course I'll go. So they get in this truck and said, they drive through the bushes and the, the little old narrow sand, you know how the roads are down there, just a sand track out into the bushes. He said, they finally come up this little old shack, said, no, said the windows was, was open, said the curtains is a blowing out the windows like this, a flopping, said the stair was rickety, said the little woman stuck her head out and started clapping her hands, said, you sent me some preachers today. Said they went in there, Ed said they sat down and said she set them down a bowl of beans and a piece of bread. And said, said now eat till you're full. Ed said, I'm going to tell you what, I don't know how it happened, he said, but I eat and I eat and I never found the bottom of the bowl. She didn't have two pennies to rub together. She wanted to feed the preacher boys. 
When God sent them her way, she gave what she had, and God just kept on multiplying. <laughs> Isn't that just like him? She didn't have two pennies to rub together, but she didn't care. What brought her joy that day? Feed the preacher boys. God answered her prayer, and she knew he answered it. So it isn't the natural things that we need more of in 24, I don't think. Has anybody in this building besides me got a shed to put your stuff in? Have you got a garage and a shed? I refuse to buy anything else that I need another building for. Shed some stuff is all I can say. Here's what we need. You know what we need more in 24? We need more anointing. More anointing. Say, well, hey, look here. Now stay with me. Stay with me. So we anointed Dennis the other day. James 5 and 14 is very clear about that. If there be any sick. So we, we are accustomed to seeing people anointed for sickness. If there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil. He'll forgive their sin. The prayer of faith. It's the prayer of faith. And he said if they be any sin, they'll forgive their sin. We could all use an anointing tonight. But then we're accustomed to seeing that anointing. But in the Old Testament, here's it, the, the anointing was represented by the pouring of oil. Now we anoint with oil, and if we really, and, and that, that word there means to sop, but we don't, we don't really pour it on their head like that's in uh, uh, reference to. But it's not just the anointing we need for the sick because we're not sick all the time. Well, I mean, eventually we're going to die, but, uh, but for the most part, God's blessed us to be here tonight. But it's this, look here. In the Old Testament, uh, uh, let me get the right, let me get the right scripture. 1 Samuel 6, 13, the anointing was for service. And the anointing was up on them. It was on the outside. It was something that was visible. And so in 6, 1 Samuel 16, the Bible said that Samuel took the horn of oil and he anointed David. He literally poured the oil on David's head in front of all his big brothers. And the Spirit remained upon him from that day forward. So he had the anointing of God. But the anointing didn't stop that. David needs the anointing. One, it's going to identify him as he's the chosen one. He's going to be the future king. Samuel knew that. I don't think his brothers understood it fully. He's going to be the future king. But it didn't stop there, Stephen. Here, that anointing was so David could go kill some stuff. He's got a giant he's got to get rid of. And the Philistines are going to be a problem to Saul. And David's going to take care of them for the most part. And that anointing was good for that. But David needs another anointing. When God's stepping David up, he don't just leave him with that one. Then they come and they anoint David in Hebron. And now he's the king. And David's ruling over Judah. 
So David waxes stronger and stronger and Saul's boy gets weaker and weaker. So David needed a first anointing. Then David needed another anointing because the anointing that he had, was it not good? Oh yeah, it was good. But David needed another one. Why was that? Because he's about to take on more responsibility. Every time we step up to do something from God in 24, we need more anointing. That's the little boy said, well, what is that anointing? He said, I don't know what it is, but I know when they don't have it. But it didn't stop there. David's not going to only be king of Judah. God's intent all the time was that he was going to be God, king over all of Israel. Now, there's another anointing coming. Why? Because he's not just king over one tribe, over Judah. He's about to get the rest of them too. And they come and they anoint him again. Every time God wants you to do something, we need a little more anointing. <coughs> Now, when we come to the New Testament, we understand this. If you have not the Spirit of Christ, you are A+. Plus, none of His. We know that. And we know, that we know what the oil represented in the Old Testament. It's a picture of the Holy Ghost. And Paul put it like this. Be ye not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. We need feelings to empower us to do the job that he wants us to do. If we're going to serve him in 24, preacher included, more probably than anybody in the room. If we're going to serve him in 24, we need more anointing. Now, how is that? Well, here's what we do. If we want, if we walk in, uh, we need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to walk, thank you, Junior. We need to walk in the Spirit. And if we walk in the Spirit, we shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. And I'm preaching to the cream of the crop. You're the Wednesday night people. Listen, but I'm telling you, everybody in this room is susceptible to the fall. So there was a bunch of there was a bunch of preachers got together and went to Billy Graham after. After the fall of one of the TV evangelists. I'll just call his name, I don't care. Jimmy Swaggart, Jimmy Fail. I want to ask you a question now. Was Jimmy's fall worse than yours? More public, that's all it was. And they went to Billy Graham and they wanted Billy to just blister Jimmy. And Billy is a wise old bird, I'm telling you. That guy had mountain wisdom. And he said, I will not dare to speak a bad word about Brother Swaggart. Said what happened to Brother Swaggart was he fell, he took the temptation. And he said, everybody in this room is capable of doing that. And I'll not help him. He said what we ought to be doing is gathering around him. I'm feeling spiritual right here. 
We ought to be gathering around him and asking God to help him and restore him. That's what he needs. He, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest ye also be tempted. Amen. You know what he had? The anointing. You know what Jimmy needed back? The anointing. And you can follow that with me if you want to or not. But I listen to him every now and then. I was watching him sing the other day and God blessed my socks off. I said, whoop, there it is. What is that? The anointing. You think God took it off of David when he went in with Bathsheba? No, but David lost his power for a while. It cost him the rest of his life. It's cost Jimmy, but he's got two boys coming on, a grandson, preach a pain off the wall. Hey, it'll cost you, but God won't leave you there. You got a plan. You know what I need more than 24 of? Him anointing. It empowers us, it enables us. He gives us what we need to do what God has called us to do. If God has called you to be the floor sweeper, you need the anointing to have the strength to do it. Number two. Whoa, I'm running long. Number two. We need the anointing. I need more anointing in 24 than I've ever had before. It's, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to confess something to you. It's easy when you get a few miles on you. And some gray hair on your head and some age piling up. It's easy to slip. You don't get tired of the way, but you get tired in the way. Amen. Oh, to be 40 years old and jump in pews again. And days are never coming back to me here. Rick brought me a cane tonight. Said, why ain't you using that? It ain't doing no good. Hung up on the pew. I done that so nobody would ask me 42,000 questions tonight. We need anointing. We need ability. I need more ability in 24. Everybody in the room qualifies. Because, Junior, here's what I thought today, brother. If I've got to the place... Where I'm perfectly content. This is all I need. Hey, got my four and no more. That's all you're going to get. I'll sow sparingly. I'll reap sparingly. You know what I need? God's given me a few abilities. I need more abilities. You know what you need? You think, uh, I don't need no abilities. Yes, you do. You're God's children. Listen, you need abilities to do what God wants you to do. There is no place. You can't. In him, here's my verse, in him I live, move, and have my being. He gives me my abilities. Amen. I'm going to read you something. Now, some of you know where this is at, and I start reading. For I say unto you, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. What? To think? That's right. Think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body. I can't wait to get to heaven. These guys are hung up on denominations. I'm saying, duh. And all members have not the same office. No. 
So we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. Now, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. What does that mean, preacher? Given to the grace. That is the gifts. Gifts is of grace. It's grace that give us our gift. It's all given of God. So, is God a respecter of persons? I'm glad you know that. So let's just flip over here and see what else he says about it. So we know it's gifts of grace, but we know it's given of God. I should have marked this, I didn't. You stay with me just a minute. <clears throat> In 4 and 10, 1 Peter 4 10, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. <laughs> as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If he's give grace to us, we ought to give grace to somebody else. We minister that. Listen, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. So whatever capacity God's going to use you in, You do it as unto the Lord. So then, what does he do? He gives us, it's, it's gifts of grace, and it's given by God, and it's the ability that he's given us. Some of you have, you know, different areas of expertise. And you use it for the glory of God. <clears throat> Mike's a builder. He can build stuff. He built all the boxes and stuff that we had, hid, hid the speakers, made it look like a barn up here for the Christmas program. That's a gift. That's a gift. You better know that's a gift. <clears throat> and you might be here and say this, I don't have a gift. Well, you're telling God he's a liar. But he's given to every man. There's something, there's something he's given you that you can do. Now, I'm going somewhere right here in a minute, and, and I, I, I'll try to quit. So we need more anointing in 24. We need more ability. If you shelve your ability, I'm of the opinion that God will give it to somebody else. Why? He wants that job done. Use it or lose it. <clears throat> and, and look. You say, you never let me say anything there. I, if you've got something to say, as long as you don't make a political speech or criticize somebody inside this building, if you'll do what Eric done that night and stand up and apologize to about a half a dozen people, I've still not got over that. That's one of the greatest things I've ever seen since Zeb, Zebediah Bor stood up here and apologized to the church after he got out of the pen. I'm telling you, set my soul. I love that boy like he's my own. I wish he'd get back in here. But you can stand up and testify. And if you'll brag on Jesus, hey, we'll let you talk. Ain't no big eyes or little U's. Hey, look, look, look. 
If you've got a testimony or you've got a testimony, you stand up and brag on the Lord, hey, we're, we're, we're rolling. So I can't do that. Maybe you never tried to do it. Maybe you thought about doing it. Maybe God put it on your heart and you just said, that's for Gordon. He's a Sunday school teacher. Let him do it. He's given you something to do, friend. What he's given me to do, I want to do more in 24 than I've done in the past. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Let one more and I'm done. We need more anointing. My mama used to say this, Dean Hyder. My mama and Dean Hyder and Mary Jane Whitburn used to sing a trio down at Uncle Lyle's church. Remember that, Dean? And mama would say, if you can't feel what you're singing, just stay in your seat. How do we get that? Anointing. The anointing stirs us. Oh, yeah, it's on men and women alike. You understand that, don't you? It's not just the guys that's anointing. It's on, it's on, it's on the children of God. The ability, whatever that is, whatever that is, we need more. We need more. It's given of God, and we need to use it. He give it to, listen, everything God gave you, he gave you to use for him. He didn't, he didn't give it to you for personal use. David Mitchell sent me something, and I just, I'm going to preach it one of these Sundays, if God will allow me to do it, about why, how you love the Lord, and it's comparing how we love God to a prostitute. It's one of the most profound things I've read in some time. It'll make you think. It's still make, I'm still thinking about it. Number three. It's anointing we need more in 24. Ability we need more in 24. But you can have the anointing and you can have the ability. But unless you put it to action, it's of no benefit to nobody. You know what God asked Elijah? What are you doing in the cave? What, are you, what doest thou here, Elijah? He said, I'm the only one. Everybody's dead. I, I, just go ahead and kill me. He prayed to die, but he didn't want to die. He stayed there and let Jezebel kill him. He didn't want to die. He's praying something he don't really want. You better be careful. So the action... When we put this to action, it don't always mean that it'll look successful. I'll illustrate. In Acts chapter number 7, they picked a guy by the name of Stephen to be a preaching deacon. There's preaching deacons in the Bible. You understand that? They never, to my knowledge, they never pastored. They're just preachers. They were deacons that preached. Philip did. Stephen is preaching to him, to the Jew. And if you was filming this thing and watching old Stephen, when he preached to them, they got so upset they run and started biting him. And then Alvy Ward said this in a message one time. I don't know if it's an original thought, but it's good. He said, and then they rocked him to sleep. That's good, isn't it? 
The Bible said that he went to sleep. But they rocked him to sleep. So if you're filming that, and here's the guy that's preaching to them, and now he's got a, he's been, the stones are piled up around him. He's a dead man. He's laying there. And you're thinking, this, this didn't get nothing done but death. Did he have the unction? Was he anointed? You better know he was. How anointed was he? <laughs> he was so anointed he could look in and see heaven. He was so anointed he seen Jesus stand up. He was so anointed that he said, Lord, don't hold this to their charge. He was anointed. You've got, you got to have the anointing to pray for those that despitefully use you. You won't do it in the flesh. And you would have thought that's a, that's a waste. Was he anointed? Yeah. Did he have ability? This guy was a preaching machine. Read what he preached to them there in Acts 7. But you know what he done? He took his anointing, he took his ability, and he put it to action, and it got him killed. You just lost me, preacher. I'm not in for that. There's a little fellow standing over there holding everybody's coat by the name of Saul. And everybody that Saul seen saved when he became Paul could be attributed to a fellow dying in the dirt one day because he took his anointing and he used his ability and he put it to action. And look here, it cost him his life and countless thousands and millions have been saved because of that one guy's obedience to what God wanted him to do. It, it'll cost you. You have to make up your mind. It'll cost you if you want to do more in 24. It'll cost you. It'll cost you comfort. It'll cost you time. It may cost you family. It'll cost you. It, 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 it just costs you. And the reason it does is because Jesus said, Therefore, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. If any man come after me. So is it hard? Oh, a lot of times it's hard. These guys that said this is a cakewalk and there's no trouble in this, he's not living the same life I am. He might even be on the wrong team. Because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion's walking about, seeking whom he may devour. That's why Peter told us, he told us to do this. He said, draw an eye to God, he'll draw an eye unto you. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You know what that says? You're going to have to deal with that rascal. You're going to have to deal with him. You just keep resisting. What happened? You just keep resisting. Because unless that book's wrong, eventually you resist long enough and he'll get tired of it and he'll go pick on somebody that won't resist. If we do this, you'll come for him. If we do this, if we get more in 24, we get more of the anointing. 
There was a time over in the old sanctuary, and it, this is very possible again, when I'd have to tell them, you can't sing another song, I've got to preach. I would be about to die to preach. Sit down and you can sing tonight, I've got to preach. They just, everybody wanted to sing. I mean, they just stand up, they just come, say, anybody got a song? And you'd have two or three trying to come at the same time. Why was that? Anointing. And abilities and putting it to action. People used to just come and pray. Well, I mean, just at the most unusual times, somebody just come to the altar. What are they doing? They're praying. What's that going to do? Get a hold of God. Just keep on praying. We're going to keep on doing church. Ask the Lord to help us, help me. I'm not even including you, though I do include you in my corporate prayer. But I'm, I'm praying for myself. God, you give me, I won't, I won't, and I'll never have the strength I had when I was 40. It's just how it is. If you think you're going to have that at 60 something years old, you've bumped your head. Them guys that's got that's taking some kind of medicine that they ain't going to take. That don't have a thing to do with the anointing going in. I can have as much of that now as I've ever had in my life. You can have as much of it as you want. We have to decide that I want more in 24 than I had in 23. Than I had in 22, that I had in 21. I want more of it. I want more of it. I want when I stand to sing or I stand to preach or when I kneel to pray. I'm on heaven to have a direct line to glory and it just open up. I don't have to wonder if he's hearing me. I don't have to ask him, Lord, where are you? Oh, no. I know when I hit my knees that he's listening to what I'm saying. How's that come? It comes with anointing. My abilities. Don't get too old for that. And that's what changes everything. That's what makes your church stand out in the crowd. That, that's what will that's touch young people when they feel the real power of God. You can feed them hot dogs and hamburgers and have a crowd, but as soon as you quit feeding them, they'll be gone. But you give them Jesus. You let the anointing get on them. You let the anointing get down. Well, glory. You let it get down their soul. You can't talk them out of it anymore. Something happens to them. We stand at our feet. People's already praying. You're welcome to come. If you need to pray tonight, I'm going to pray. Father. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth. 